Welcome into the Dynasty Market Watch, where yesterday's price is not today's price. And now we are part of the Bulletproof family of podcasts. If you're joining for the first time, welcome in. I'm Todd Halverson. I'm joined by Brian O'Leary and Matt Davis. We like to skip the pleasantries, get started quick around here. So last week we did a four-round Dynasty startup mock draft, and today we're going to continue that with rounds five through eight. So if you want to get the full scope, I'd recommend go and listen to that episode from last week. It can be found in the Dynasty Market Watch podcast feed on Spotify, Apple. So you can get rounds one through four there and have a good idea of where we're going to be at today. So like I said, this week's going to be rounds five through eight. We're just going to continue in our same pick slots. So Brian has picks one, four, seven, and 10. Matt has two, five, eight, eleven, and I've got three, six, nine, twelve. So we've already built out some teams. We're going to continue the roster builds of those teams. Before we get started, Brian, anything that I've missed here? Yeah, you mostly nailed it. I just want to kind of reinforce if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, we and you want to follow along with the draft board visually, uh, we will post that on our Twitter feed, market underscore watch one. Or if you want to get really fancy out there, we're also available on YouTube if you want to follow along as the picks are updated one by one. Uh, but yeah, that, I think you hit most of it. With that being said, Todd is up on the clock. So why don't we quickly uh, hop over into that and get it started? Yesterday's price is not today's price. Why? Why? Yesterday's price is not today's price. I'm on the clock at the 501. Um, this is team 12 that had the 12 slot. So this team had Anthony Richardson in round one, CeeDee Lamb at the turn round two. And we did a third round reversal. So this was at the 301, took Justin Fields. And then at the 412, I was deciding between, if you remember back from last week, I was deciding between Michael Pittman or DJ Moore. And I'm just going to follow it up and take my DJ Moore here. So I've, I'm going to have the double stack with Pittman and Richardson and then DJ Moore and Justin Fields for the time being. It sounds like Justin Fields is not going to be there much longer, but um, the double stack there, DJ Moore there at the 501 pick. Yeah, I was kind of hoping DJ Moore would last <laughs> one more pick. Uh, but so at the 11 spot, I have Jamar Chase, Amon Ross St. Brown, Sam Laporta, and T. Higgins right now. So sort of a zero QB build. Uh, which I don't usually love doing. Still don't love the quarterbacks here. Uh, so if I was going to take a quarterback right here, I think I would take Tua. Uh, but I'm going to keep it rolling here. And I, I'm going to take Romo Dunze, uh, which would be the 107 here in the early fifth. Yeah, pretty good value because, I mean, we took the 106 at the 310. So we're around and a half later, 107. Um, just to kind of give an idea of where DJ Moore was. DJ Moore was wide receiver, was at 22, um, if you include rookies. Quick, we have two, yeah, we have two rookie receivers. That'd be our third rookie receiver. And then we have yeah, so DJ Moore would be wide receiver 20. And then um if it's Roma Dunze at the 107, he'd be he'd make wide receiver 21. So I think both of those are pretty good values. Um, Brian, you're up at 10 at the 503, which is your team 10. Also, just kind of give an idea of like some of the players that are available right now. I think that'd be kind of helpful for the listener. Yeah, definitely. So I was in the 10 slot. I took Caleb Williams, followed that up with Kyler Murray, Jameer Gibbs, Drake London. So I have a, a nice foundation of young, hopefully stars. 
yeah, just kind of recapping some best available guys that I'm looking at right now in this range. We ha- And remember, we're drafting for tight end premium. So I'm looking at Dalton Kincaid. I'm looking at Hawkinson. Uh, I don't love that he's missing time, obviously, probably a lot of the season. I'm looking at Rasheed Rice. I know Matt's going to love this. Uh, JSN's a possibility. Zay Flowers. Uh, looking in the running back range, it's ETN, Kenneth Walker, Kyron Williams, Saquon Barkley. We got Tua. We got Goff, 108. Um, since since I have this uh, like pretty strong young core already, I think I want to go and take another receiver here. And so I'm going to follow this uh, team up when grab Rasheed Rice. Yeah, so this team this team stays stays young. So you have Caleb Williams in the first, but like you've got a young team with this group. But Rasheed Rice seems like he's probably going to be like a late second redraft pick in like one QB redraft. So he's going to be a I mean, I would think a strong, at least like a wide receiver two for next year. If London can like move forward and actually be usable, then this team could be, albeit young, a pretty nice option for yeah. 2024 even. This is quickly shaping up to be like one of my, I think it's my, it might be my favorite. We talked about it last week to end the show and I, I hopefully we'll have some time to kind of recap what our teams look like after the eighth round. Um, but yeah, this is definitely a team that I'm excited about, and I think they can sneak it, contend, make a move here or there, win now wise, and really shift the scales. Yeah. So the next one up um, here at the 504, um, this team has Justin Herbert, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, it had, took the 104, which I'm presuming to also be a quarterback, um, and then Devonte Smith in the fourth round. Um, the Devonte Smith pick in that fourth round, I guess he was wide receiver, what, like 16, 17, somewhere in there. I just don't love taking receivers in that in that big grouping. I'd, I'd prefer to get the guys toward the end of the tier. And in this circumstance, the end of that tier kind of became DJ Moore, Pittman. They're kind of like the, the afterthoughts. And um, kind of t- speaking to that tier as a whole, like the beginning of that tier is typically Jalen Waddle. I don't have any issues with Jalen Waddle, the player. But taking that guy at the beginning of the massive tier just feels like horrible value to me. But anyways, Devontae Smith in the middle of the tier. I didn't really love that pick looking back in hindsight. Um, But here at the 504, um, this team with the two good quarterbacks, um, you've got the quarterback at the rookie pick 104. So this team could be staring at a possible have to kind of rebuild it year one one, unless we can um, move that pick. But just to keep the options open, I think ETN um, makes a lot of sense here or Kyron Williams. I'm going to take the gamble and go Kyron Williams that he holds that job and he can be kind of like the baby CMC. Um, and obviously we have a history of um, late round running backs or undrafted running backs that really perform great. And then they fall off the face of the earth because of the draft capital. Um I'm going to take the gamble here that Kyron Williams doesn't fit that mold. Um, but even here in the fifth round, a guy that can be a top three running back in 2024, I think is a pretty good, um, pretty good get. Matt and I were kind of talking off air about what is Kyron Williams value. And I think this is right around essentially what he should probably be worth a little later than 107. I, I like him more than 108 probably. So I think this is, I think this is a good pick for you. Yeah, I like that we kind of left off uh, or picked up where we left off last week with Todd so far sniping me two out of two times. Uh, Every single time the guy I want, uh, he takes. So 
teammate here, I have Jordan Love, Dak Prescott, Brees Hall, and Tank Dell. And some of the guys I'm looking at right here in the fifth round is like, I want to take a wide receiver, but I don't love the value here. Like Debo is probably my top wide receiver left on the board. I'm, I would not take JSN Pickens or flowers here or DK, but you would have, you would have D you'd have Debo over DK. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. I think Debo. Uh, I mean, I, I just took Debo one pick after DK in a startup that uh, Brian and I are doing right now, and I do feel like they're in the same tier, but just the age difference um, that is a little bit concerning. Like Debo's already twenty eight; he's like kind of getting into that elder statesman of the room. But there is a massive gap on points per game. I mean, Debo was what back end wide receiver one again this year, and Debo's I mean, and DK's not. So yeah, I mean. Um, I am optimistic about Debo in a um, 2024 sense, but I think you do need to mention, let's not glaze over the fact that Jordan Love was taken ahead of Justin Herbert on this team. If anybody didn't listen to last week's. Yeah, I'd encourage you guys to go back and listen to last week's episode. Uh, To any new listeners, I am a Packers fan. I am a homer. I do not deny that. But I would say that the only doubt with Jordan Love is a – like mid to late first rounder is he needs to repeat it. Uh, Like everybody says, if he repeats it next year, he's in that top tier. I have no doubts on on him repeating it, repeating it. I'm just going to back you up a little bit on Jordan Love and then we'll keep, keep things rolling. But I think Jordan Love in the middle, mid second of a startup is just an absolute smash spot. Points per game, basically like heads up with CJ Stroud. Obviously CJ Stroud's a little bit younger, so he can maybe take another step forward. Um, basically heads up with Justin Herbert points per game. I mean, there's there's clear justification to have him in that Burrow, Herbert, C.J. Stroud tier of um, like pocket passing quarterbacks that don't get a lot on the ground. And so, yeah, like you said, he just needs to do it again. And if he does, he will be going in this 108 slot. And I've seen some people on Twitter talking about how they've seen Jordan Love go with the 108 in startups. So it's not that crazy. It's not as crazy as people want to think it is. Um, just because of kind of the shock factor of seeing Jordan Love in that late first. There, like I said, there's no receiver I like. I don't love going a second running back this early, but I do think uh, ETN is the best value on the board. So I'll go ahead and take ETN here at uh, 5-5. And this brings up the Joe Burrow theme. It's an interesting build you got there for sure. It, it could be very fun. Uh, yeah, so this is 506. So this team has Joe Burrow, rookie 102, which was Marvin Harrison Jr. is our assumption, Chris Olave, Kyle Pitts. So I have two receivers, tight end, and a quarterback. Uh, I, I think I want to, uh, so where my mind is, I'm thinking about do I want to get Tua or is it not worth it and I can get somebody later? that can kind of similar production, maybe a little bit older. Um, and I think I'm leaning that way. So I'm going to move away from him. And... and so while you're thinking, just like the best quarterbacks available right now, you've got Tua, Goff, um, Cousins, Stafford, Will Levis, Bryce Young. So we're starting to get, I mean, um, if you're looking at just 2024, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you're starting to get down to the nitty gritty of quarterbacks. We kind of chewed them up and spit them out earlier. I mean, Deshaun Watson, I took at the 307. And then the last quarterback we took was Purdy at the 401. 
So yeah, the quarterbacks are starting to get a little bit thin. It is thin, and I'm just kind of going to roll the dice here and kind of gamble because of the youth that I have with this team that if I pivot and I'm more of a rebuild, I'm fine with that. And that's kind of what we talked about last week with the versatility of this group especially. Um, uh, Matt's going to love this pick. I'm I'm taking uh, JSN. I'm going with the upside. I get, I, get that, I get it. Get that, get that, Ohio, get that Ohio State trio. Yeah, I mean, you've got Marvin Harrison Jr., Chris Olave, JSN. So yeah, I mean, this team is a probably a play for the future team, but mm-hmm. it's not. I mean, this is the this is the type of build that you take and you say, "I'm going to build for the future," and then all of a sudden you look up week like five and you're four and one because Pitts hits and JSN takes that step forward, and you're like, "Wow." I can actually comp- compete. Let me go trade for a Josh Jacobs or some kind of win now running back type. And, and I'm also I'm also trying to think like other league mates. Like this is a a big like you're talking about. Like this is a home run swing team, and I think JSN fits that mold pretty well. And I I mean I think also we all kind of like to keep as much flexibility as possible in startups. So like once you take two or Jared Goff you you should be trying to compete next year. I mean, there's I don't know that there's a ton of value raised to be had there. All right, so team six, this is the 507. Um, I took Justin Jefferson in round one. I think getting Justin Jefferson in round one is my preferred startup move right now, kind of a, a zag. Um, I've always been Q, go QB, QB to start um, startups, and I'm going to pivot a little bit this year and I've already done it in the startup that I mentioned earlier that Brian and I are in where I also took Justin Jefferson at the 106. So this team has Justin Jefferson at the 106, Garrett Wilson at the 207, Deshaun Watson at the 307, and then Devon Achan at the 406. I think Achan in the fourth is a pretty good value when you consider um basically around almost around and a half behind Gibbs. Um, and I've seen him go even a little bit further in the start that we just did. So this team has two receivers, a quarterback and a running back. Um, the running backs now are kind of chewed up. Um, not a lot of value there. So basically I'm deciding here between, um, the receivers and then maybe Kincaid. And I think given that we have two strong receivers, um, this team is probably in a position to try to contend, especially we've already taken a running back in the first four rounds. So I'm going to go Kincaid here as my best available uh, tight end. I got a little bit concerned about Kincaid late in the year, I think along with everybody else, but the last four or five weeks and including the playoffs, he's been pretty good. So I like, especially in tight end premium where you're just catching the ball and you're getting one and a half points. Um, I think he's a pretty valuable option. I don't see him in the same tier as Laporta, McBride, um, either of those guys or even Bowers. But I think this next tier of tight ends, I think he's a really good option. So I'm going to go Kincaid here in the midst. So this is so Todd, this is tight end number six. If we're including Bowers, which we are right now. Yeah. And it, 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 I'm sure there's some listeners thinking like, where, where is Hawkinson's value for you? Obviously we talked about the injury briefly. Like, where do you think like the range, like, obviously this would be, he, he, if he was not injured, he'd be getting drafted already or pretty soon, right? So yeah, what is that I, new range? I think that if if he were not injured, he'd be going in the fourth, like right after Andrews, right after McBride probably, or around where Andrews is going, which Andrews in this draft went at the 312. So that's probably where he goes um, healthy. Um, the issue is that obviously he's probably going to miss all of next year. My concern is that if you take 
your fifth round pick or your sixth round pick and punt it, it's very difficult to come back from that and say, I'm going to be a contender this year. You've got to have a lot of things go right for you. So I, I think um, it's got to be build specific of like, hey, I'm, I'm willing to kind of throw in the towel for year one, which is a, a, a move that I do a lot in startups. Um, but even in the fifth, I think it's a little bit early. I, I would say probably somewhere in the sixth is where I'd be comfortable doing it. Um, and I'm, I, I like Hawkinson. I've got, a, I mean, I probably got like 35, 40% shares of Hawkinson. I really like the environment that he's in with the Vikings where they throw as much as they do. Um, but in the fifth round, taking a guy that can't help me at all next year, that's a little steep for me. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, at the five spot here. So I have, uh, Lamar Jackson at, uh, in the first round, Puka Nakua in the second round. Malik Neighbors at the 105 in the third round, and then Brandon Ayuk in the fourth round. And I think I'm going to go ahead and stop the Tua slide here. I'll, I'll go ahead and take Tua as my QB2 here. Um, I, I think it makes sense uh, with, with this build. Uh, three young receivers I like a lot, Lamar and Tua. Uh, it's not a bad start for me. That's that's and a fun one. What was the rookie pick that you had? So you have Puka and Ayuk. What one hundred and five? Which uh, again, we're doing players, not picks. So I, I chose Malik Neighbors at yeah. the one hundred and five. Yes, yeah, so you got three fun receivers built around a couple quarterbacks. That's a fun team. I mean, um, if Tua can kind of bounce back even just a little bit, he's probably a fourth round pick next year. He was awesome at the beginning of last year, and then just things fell off. My concern with Tua is the whole Tyreek. Thing is just like how reliant he is on Tyreek just taking him to the house. Um, yeah, I think the, I, I think the move is just sell Tua when the weather is warm. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good call. <laughs> there can be some value gain here where you can yeah you can flip him later. Yeah, I like that pick a lot, Matt. I was I was kind of hoping for this team. Now I'm gonna kind of have to pivot a little bit here. Um, my thought process is I'm looking at I, I'm at 104, so this is. 509 and i see the next three teams two of the three have at least two quarterbacks so my thought process is i need a quarterback with cj stroud Bijan, trey mcbride and nico collins but i think i can wait until it comes back to me at 604 so i'm gonna i'm gonna gamble there and i'm going to take zay flowers at the 509 so Brian, you took flowers in this startup that we're doing right now. Do you remember where you, what round you got him in? Was it around this time? Uh, let me might check. Early, it was, might have been an early sixth. It was it was around this range. Um, that draft that we're talking about has gone a little bit differently than ours, which is uh, actually kind of fun. And I'm oh, so you got him at the five hundred nine. So same spot. You're consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so hey, you got to the 509 as wide receiver, roughly like 22, 23-ish. So, yeah, pretty good value. I think Flowers is probably starting to get a little bit underrated. Um, his peripherals for a rookie were pretty good. I would expect this could be the end of the road for OBJ. So you kind of get maybe an increase on the um, maybe some of those designed plays. Maybe OBJ is getting a few of those every now and then that maybe could go Flowers way next year where they're just trying to keep OBJ happy. Um, but I think Flowers is probably a little bit underrated at this point because he wasn't the sexy um, receiver coming in with like JSN, Addison, even QJ were. Um, he was kind of like that that fourth wheel. 
And so he was up and down throughout the year. I think, but I think overall, I think he's a talented player. So I think he's probably a, a little bit of a buy right now. Yeah, I've I've kind I've kind of gone through cycles with him as as anyone that's been a long time listener has seen. I was super high when he first started, and then I I overcorrected because of the crazy market shift, and I'm coming back around. I think for sure. All right, so I'm going to make this one quick. This is my least favorite team that I've got going. Um, <laughs> I'm going to blame this one on me trying to host it too much last week, and this team is just hot dog water. It's Jalen Hurts in round one at the 103. Um, which, by the way, I think Jalen Hurts is very underrated right now. If you can get him in a trade for really any of those guys that that I've talked about um, in the pocket passing tier of like Stroud, Burrow, Herbert, I would. I'm I'm still all in on Jalen Hurts. He scored outscored them by a wide margin this year. I think he's gonna outscore him again next year. He's yeah. I just think he's underrated. He's a, he's a he's really so Jalen Hurts in round one. This team took uh, Drake May in round two. Um, as the 103, and then in round, um, and then in round three, took Brock Bowers, who I think is probably going to end up being my tight end one when it's all said and done, which is a little bit bullish, which I, I get. And then in round four, I mentioned this earlier, but um, Jalen Waddle at the very beginning of that massive tier of receivers, and I'm just going to rattle off those receivers in that tier really quick that I contend, I, I consider a massive tier. Waddle, Nico, IU, Tank Dell, Devontae Smith, London, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, DJ Moore. Um, you could even argue Zay Flowers. Um, I probably wouldn't consider him in that tier. Um, I consider him JSN Rice probably at a tier back. But I would also consider the guy that I'm about to take in that same tier, and that's DK Metcalf. But my point being, Wad, taking Waddle there, just a massive mistake. But in a, in a draft where we can't trade back, we're – doing multiple teams obviously it's kind of have to take what you get i would not be taking any receivers at the beginning of that tier i'm trying to trade back to the end of that tier or take a different position um that might be already at the end of the tier such as like an hn um was maybe available at that time but that team now has hertz drake may brock bowers and then two receivers waddle and metcalf and that team is hot dog water <laughs> Yeah, uh, before I get to my pick real quick on the Hurts thing, I do want to say uh strongly agree that he is undervalued right now, man. Like a uh, friend, friend of the pod, Jacob Sanderson, I think said in his most recent ranks, he has a nine or 10. People are down on Hurts. That's a great buy opportunity right well, now. Well, uh, Matt, we are on the uh, Bulletproof Family of Podcasts now, so I think our listeners are pretty accustomed to who Jacob is. So, um, <laughs> Jacob, if we want to um, debate Hurts versus any of these other guys um, – so at the two spot, uh, I love this team. This is an all gas, no breaks team. Uh, Josh Allen at the two one oh two. I got Christian McCaffrey at two eleven. Uh, Tyreek Hill at the three eleven, and Jonathan Taylor at the four two spot. So Allen, Amen. McCaffrey, Tyreek, and JT. And I am going to go Debo here. Debo uh, Samuel. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think he fits this build great. And yeah, Brian knew that pick was coming. <laughs> that was the most obvious pick of all time. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good pick. And it makes total sense for your build and for the manager that is drafting. 
And that team um, just won the league, by the way. I mean, that team has Josh Allen, CMC, Tyreek, Jonathan Taylor, I, and Debo. I mean, if, I, I, if I'm sitting in a draft and I see that team happening, I'm immediately pivoting and saying, well, let's consider 2025. So Brian's team at the one spot is drawing his sword like Jon Snow right now in that famous gift. So, uh, <laughs> what, All what, the horses riding at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah Allen versus Mahomes. Uh, our dynasty league is shaping up like the NFL. <laughs> yep, definitely. So I guess Brian's got the got the leg up with Mahomes and AJ so, Brown. So on the turn, I was hoping that Todd would let DK drop because I knew Todd uh that Matt would and he was gonna take Debo, but once DK went, I knew both of those targets were going to be gone. I was dreaming of having one of those guys. Uh so with this, uh I'm kind of make- back. Brian, while you're kind of thinking through it, I think there's we just hit a teardrop. Um, and I think yeah. this happened in our draft that we just had as well. Um, well, actually, there's maybe one more player available that's part of that tier. But I do think that we are coming up on an absolute cliff. Yeah, so this is, this is where I'm kind of going to go a little bit off script, I think. And this is something that, like, like Todd mentioned before, like we're not doing trade back or trade up or all that type of stuff. I would definitely try and shop this pick. Um, but so anyways, I have Patrick Mahomes, A.J. Brown, Mark Andrews, and Brock Purdy. So I have two quarterbacks solidified. I have a wide receiver one. I have a tight, tight end one. I don't love doing this. But I think, I think, I think, I think I want. Uh, see, I'm even going back and forth now. Uh, Who are you deciding? Who are you deciding? You got two. I'm, picks. I'm going. Five, I'm going. I'm going. A couple. A couple different routes. I I like 108 because I like some of those guys and I think they're being undervalued. I like Jordan Addison in this spot. I like Devontae Adams in this spot. I like Jaden Reed in this spot. Um, I wouldn't hate stashing Hawk. Um, yeah, so like it's kind of one of those things where it's like, do I want to like mount up and draw the sword like Matt's saying, uh, with Jon Snow situation, or do I want to kind of maybe still be able to compete but also have some more longevity, um, on my side? So, the first pick I'm gonna do, I have two picks here 512. I'm gonna, I'll take Jordan Addison. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And, and just and, comment really quick, Brian. In the startup that we're doing right now, um, Jacob Sanderson took DK. Next pick, I took Debo. And the following pick, you took Jordan Addison. I think that was the very beginning of the sixth <laughs> round. So it went played out the exact same. Um, we are very consistent. If yeah, if anything, you can you know that we're practicing what we preach at least you know <laughs> at this point. Um, and I didn't even realize that that was the case. That's funny that I literally just went back to back like oh I don't know and then picked literally the guy I just picked in a draft. Um, okay. And this is where I'm going to go a little off script. I wasn't planning on doing this, but I'm going to go 108. And that's going to be, uh, Brian Thomas Jr. From LSU. Ooh. Yeah. I'm yeah, swinging. That 108's a weird one right now where you're like, wait, I'm where we're actually picking the player. Um, we're trying to, trying to identify roster builds is kind of the purpose behind that. I mean, any, most of your drafts, you're going to be just taking the pick. Um, but you have been high on Brian Thomas Jr. I'm looking forward to us talking more rookie more incoming rookies um i've started to kind of input a bunch of data and stuff so i've got i've got some uh, i got some takes ready for some of these receivers so i'm excited about that yeah the uh the appeal of the 108 specifically is that one of these 
receivers after the top three are going to get a great landing spot in draft capital. Um, but I have no problem with the Brian Thomas uh, pick right there. Makes sense. Uh, with this win now team, I will go to me. The obvious pick here is Jared Goff. Uh, get get my locked and loaded QB2. Uh, Jared Goff is a phenomenal QB2 in uh, win now dynasty build. Uh, so going to lock him in with Josh Allen, CMC, Tyreek, JT, and Debo. All right, so I'm on the clock at the one at the 603 with the hot dog water team. Um, this team, we're just going to start having to take shots. This team's not winning this year. We've got two incoming rookies, Waddle, Metcalf with Hertz. So taking shots, um, we're pro- we're going to stay away from running back. Um, and is this is this the Hawkinson team? No, ah, that, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> this is, this is a good spot to take Hawkinson. I like it. Good, good idea, Matt. So this team's not going to win this year. Um, let's take Hawkinson. There should be some value build on that pick. He, I mean, I would think by 2025, this time, 2025, we're looking at Hawkinson back in that mid four. So I should get some um, easy value gain there. All right. Yeah, I was a Hawkinson doubter this year. Uh, Todd took advantage of me and traded me the classic trap of Pitts for Hawkinson, um, and he turned out right about that. So, and here yeah, we are, Hawkinson a round and a half after after Pitts, <laughs> <laughs> only because of an injury though. So, team four here, uh, CJ yeah. Stroud, CJ Stroud, Bijan, Trey McBride, Nico Collins, Zay Flowers. I'm going to continue to kind of swing here same thing uh i'm hoping pittsburgh gets a a qb upgrade and there's some value spike even if i don't love this guy i think he's capable of a lot of good things if he's not an idiot so i will go with george pickens here and that's who i was considering before matt brought hawkinson to to light so um i think we were on the same page about where the value was with Hawkins or with pickens there yeah, and uh, with so with this team at the five spot uh, again, I got Lamar, Puka, Malik, Neighbors, Ayuk, and Tua. Um, there's a couple different guys I'm looking at here. Like this would not be a bad spot for Ken Walker, I don't think uh, Saquon. But I'm actually going to take one of Brian's favorite players, who he constantly pounds the table on, that is underrated. I'm going to take. I'm going to take George Kittle here. George Kittle, baby. Yeah. All right. So uh, this, just all reliable. Team, yeah, you mentioned this. You mentioned once you take Tua, you kind of need to be thinking about contending. So this team has Lauren Tua. Um, it's got three young receivers, but um, uh, receivers that should be able to produce for you and then adds Kittle. So yeah, that team's on its way to contending. Um, this is the team with Justin that started Justin Jefferson. Um, Garrett Wilson, Watson, A-Chan, and Kincaid. I view this team as also trying to contend. Um, we are looking for that second quarterback, but the quarterbacks available are pretty gross. Probably wait several rounds to grab one. Um, so this, I think it's maybe a time to shore up that second running back spot. Um, and so we will be deciding between Saquon and Ken Walker. Just from a value standpoint, I think Ken Walker is probably more reliable to maintain his value, while I'd probably expect Barkley to maybe produce a little more. Um, But I think the margin is minimal. So we're going to go Ken Walker here. I do think he's a clear tier down from where ETN was taken, I think, the last running back. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, uh, for any new listeners, I am the clear 
Deshaun Watson hater of the group, not even off the field stuff. I just don't think he's any good anymore. Um, but if I'm wrong about that, uh, this team is shaping up very nice. All right. So I'm at 607. This is the Ohio State plus Kyle Pitts team. So Joe Burrow, Marvin Harrison, Olave, Kyle Pitts, JSN. And I'm going to go again. This is I'm I'm between two players right now. It's it's Jaden Reed and it's 109. I'm gonna go 109 and draft Troy Franklin from Oregon receiver. Yeah, they, uh, so it was interesting to me. You took Brian Thomas before Troy Franklin. I'm I'm still kind of early in my rookie uh, rookie research. Uh, it seems like Troy Franklin is sort of the consensus wide receiver for right yes. now. Yes, I think I think in fantasy circles, yes. But I've seen a couple like Mel Kiper's big board. I think he was like tenth or eleventh on his big board at receiver. And like obviously, I'm not touting like Mel Kiper is this like. Um, savant scout but he is well connected and has pretty good idea of draft capital indication so i'm yeah. a little bit concerned about uh, uh troy franklin's draft capital probably at this point but I and mean, we're, we're obviously also, limited on our information in, in most situations you're also drafting a draft slot yeah. versus a player too so right so like there's always that shift that if like i like we wouldn't be locked into troy franklin if troy yeah. franklin goes in the third round kind of thing but let's call yeah, an audible weird. here and let's just say that like from here on out we're just kind of designating a position so maybe not just say like brian thomas or troy franklin just say that you have a you have a rookie receiver that you probably drafted okay I, yeah I, I like the cons i like the idea of like actually bringing the player at least to the forefront but yeah, yeah. like we're not locked into like this has to be who the pick is i guess yeah okay so here is the uh, notable Jordan Love team at the 608. Yeah, we got Love, Dak Prescott, Brees Hall, Tank Dell, ETN. He's uh, a contender now. Getting, getting into round six and only having one wide receiver who was a rookie that broke his leg last year uh, <laughs> on a team that's trying to contend is is a little bit of an adventure. Um, I think I am going to... So the the guys I'm thinking of right now, I'm between two guys right now. Um, man, Stefan Stefan Diggs yeah. has a lot of stink on him right now. Um, a whole lot of stink. And, and I, I mean, obviously, we're drafting against each other, but we're we're trying to get bring some uh, value to the listener here. There, like Devonte Adams versus Stefan Diggs, it's a clear Devonte Adams, probably tier ahead for me. I think Devonte Adams is probably like one of the top one of the best talents of all time at wide receiver. And I just think he's nothing has changed for him. And I think he could have a monster year next year. I'm pretty concerned about the Raiders quarterback situation. They're not in a great spot to draft a rookie. Uh, I, I just have no idea what they're planning to do. They, uh, I, I kind of liked some of the things defensively Antonio Pierce did uh, last year, but he's not a coach that, you know, inspires a lot of confidence in the offense. But I hear you. I, I do think Devontae is better than Diggs right now, but I'm going to keep some flexibility with this team and also get a little stack going here with Jordan Love, and I'm going to take Jaden Reed here. I, I think that's probably the safest pick. Uh, and that's about where he went in our most recent startup, too. Mm -hmm. I think it was six or early seven, I believe. 
and we'll probably do like a recap of that startup yeah maybe next week or the following week and just kind of give an idea of like where we're seeing things going right now what the values are um and i mean it's a pretty sharp league i mean if you click into the i think it's on our dynasty market watch um, twitter account click into the league you can see kind of a marquee who's who um list of um of, of players in there so um pretty sharp group and so i would say uh if you want to look at kind of like what future adp might look like while it's going to be obviously different league to league kind of gives you an idea of what what it is because like if you look at if you're on youtube right now and you're looking at the adp it's an absolute mess I mean, you've got austin eckler as the 28th ranked player travis kelsey at 18 like you can't really look at sleeper adp right now it's it's a total joke definitely not yeah, so uh, this is team nine at the 609. So it took Herbert Lawrence in rounds one and two. Um, then it got, we took the 104. So that was another quarterback. So this team's kind of in limbo with Devontae Smith, then Kyron Williams. The plan here would be to trade the 104 at some point for another stud um, player and maybe hopefully contend this year since we took Kyron Williams at the 504. Uh, so here at the, at the sixth round, 609, we will probably go back to the running back well. Um, the receivers are pretty pretty beat up. I mean, you got Devontae Adams and Amari Cooper, probably the two best win now receivers. Um, you could go 110. Um, so this team probably going to go back to the running back well. Go um, take one Barkley. Yeah, I, I, I think that's awesome value. I mean, Saquon in the late six, that like he was really good in real yeah. life. It's a disaster of a team. Yeah, he went to he went at the five twelve in the startup that we're going right now. So a little bit of value there. Yeah, I, I love that pick. That's that's who I was looking at. I was already dreaming of that backfield of him and Jameer Gibbs with London and Rice at receiver, Caleb and Kyler and quarterback. So yeah, this is your young right, team. This is my young team, but uh, that doesn't mean you have to go all young, right? And I certainly don't want to draft Bryce Young, so <laughs> I'm going to go Devonte Adams. As Todd said, one of the best receivers ever. Uh, there's reports that maybe Russ goes there. Not that Russ is great, but that's certainly an improvement from what he had. Yeah. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't get an upgrade, I think he probably pushes his way out or gets sent around somewhere else. And upgrades his situation and his value is going to be nice for the next two years yeah and this is my zero qb team uh chase uh at the 11 spot chase amon ra sam laporta t higgins and then romo at the 107 uh so i don't love the quarterbacks here still i need a quarterback on this team but also the 12 spot already drafted richardson and fields i don't think they're gonna reach for a third qb here with the values uh i am going to take what just a what i think is the best value on the board and it kind of keeps my flexibility open if i want to do a one-year punt i'm going to take david njoku here ah that's who the team good 12 pick. is about to take. It's a good pick. Yeah, good pick. yeah, I, I, yeah I think this is uh, about where he goes. A lot of people have Najoku even over like Hawkinson and Kittle. Najoku is just a hard guy for me to value this year. I don't know how much of that was just Flacco fucking slinging the ball, uh, late breakout. Um, but yeah, great value here in my opinion. This team, Team 12, took Richardson and Lamb at the turn to start. Um, and 
I mentioned it last week, but I think that my favorite spot in a startup right now that has third round reversal is this spot. I think there's a tier of about 13 players and maybe 14 players. And um, if you can get Richardson Lamb at the turn or like a Kyler, um, if you want to go QB, QB, you could go Kyler Richardson and then you get the 301 also. I think that's probably one of my favorite spots. Um, and then also I think I mentioned like in that mid of the first, we can get Justin Jefferson. But this team has uh, Richardson, Lamb, Fields, Pittman, DJ Moore, um, I would view this team as trying to contend because um, you've got some guys in the middle of their career like Lamb, Pittman, and DJ Moore. So um, it's probably t- about time to find a running back for this team. Um, I was going to go running back with Njoku. Um, I don't love taking Ingram this early. I just cannot stomach Kelsey potentially retiring or even just one more year um, in a startup at this point. So the, we'll take a running back to at least – get it rolling. And I say that, boy, the running backs are bad. I mean, we've got James Cook, Devontae Williams, Pacheco, Josh Jacobs. We're getting to an, into an ugly spot here. Um, I, I do not love the running back values here, yeah. but Pacheco, like Pacheco and Cook could easily be awesome values. So like they're just, yeah, James Cook is not scoring ones. touchdowns. Like that's just really rough. Um, he we're going to have take... like three or four receiving touchdowns at least, but yeah, he's not getting yeah. zone, a lot of red zone touches. Yeah. We're going to um, kind of stick with the tight end here. I don't think it's that good of a value. Um, this is probably a spot, like you mentioned earlier, I'd be trying to trade back and just get like anything possible. Um, but we'll go Evan Ingram at tight end. Um, he obviously he had 104 catches this year. which is kind uh, of I, I, I do not hate that Ingram value at all. I think he's yeah. a very undervalued player right now. Yeah, and it's probably not a pick that I'm going to turn around and be like, oh, he's going in the fifth now in a year from now. But I think at least from a – he he has a chance to stabilize his value and um, at least be a producer for the season. Yeah, especially um, so, if Ridley's gone. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go Ingram and then – I mean, this is just brutal at this point. Um, I think we're going to take a – throw a curveball at the league here. And um, I threw this same curveball in my startup that I'm in right now. And the curveball is we're going to go Will Levis um, at the 701 as our third quarterback. God damn it. Uh, and he potentially <laughs> could be a trade piece. Um, I view Levis as if he is still the starter this time next year. I just took him at the 701. I think he's probably no later than like mid-fifth type type uh, player. Um, maybe higher if things go really well. So and, uh, Will and- Levis at the 701. Matt, as you got sniped, why don't we first, before we go any further, let's recap rounds five and six. So uh, 501 was DJ Moore. 502 was rookie pick 107, which we're treating as Roma Dunze. 503, Rasheed Rice, Kyron Williams, ETN, JSN, Kincaid at 507, Tua 508, Zay Flowers, DK Metcalf, Debo, Jordan Addison, 5-12. At 6-0-1, we took uh, rookie 108, Brian Thomas. Uh, uh, 6-0-2, Jared Goff, TJ Hawkinson, George Pickens, 6-0-4. George Kittle, Kenneth Walker, and rookie 109, Troy Franklin at 6-0-7. Jaden Reed, Saquon Barkley, Devontae Adams, Najoku Ingram rounding out round twelve, and we just started seven oh one with Will Levis. 
Yeah, I mean, God, I hate you, Todd. <laughs> like, I, I was about to take Will Levis uh, at yeah, 6'11", and I just – I thought for sure you were going to pass on QB, but I think that Levis pick was a great pick. Um, man, I'm going to take one of my least favorite players in the NFL, uh, a guy that That's I've gone. been – a guy that I've been hating on all season, a uh, guy That's that tough. I've always compared to Josh Rosen all year. Oh, no. And I'm just going to light this fucking pick on fire and take this <laughs> young here. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe, maybe he bounces back. I, I had already I, clicked I, him in. I already clicked yeah, him in I, right before I, you said I, his I, name. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say. <laughs> it's it's funny because Todd and I are talking about how, like, you can look at our startup, and we've made that exact pick around that same round. You will not find Matt taking Bryce Young in a draft very often. This is a, a pick in necessity, very clearly. He did go with the 5'10 in our startup that's going on right now. Yeah, so, I, I mean, in that sense, I guess it's a value. I mean, this team is yes. young, so I kind of hate that pick. But <laughs> it's, absolute, it's absolutely a value, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly where I want to go here. And this is the team with Caleb, Kyler, London, Rice, Rasheed Rice, and Devontae Adams. Um, I think I could probably. What's that? Yeah. It, it's an interesting it, it, build with Devontae on the young guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't want to go running back here. So I'm going to fade. I'm going to move away from them. Yeah, running back. Uh, I, right now. Yeah, I just don't think any of that is what I want to involve myself in. To be fair, and, everything is gross right now. Yeah, the, there's there's some other win now receivers that I, I I like, but again, I don't love the value. So that's like you know, like Terry McLaurin, I don't love Diggs. I'm not sure what's going on. Cup, I'm not sure what's going on. Evans is good but old. Downs, Amari Cooper. I I I almost want to take oh man I I almost want to take Amari Cooper but I don't think that's a great value either. I took him at nine oh three in our current startup, so that's that's kind of giving me hesitation. My other thought is one ten, and one ten is probably the best value pick wise in my opinion at this spot. Um, so I'm going to take I'll do one ten, and I will. Uh, draft Xavier Worthy, receiver hmm. from Texas, over Mitchell. Yeah, that's that's where that's where Team Nine was going. So Team Nine is two quarterbacks, two running backs. Um, so this team is trying to contend, but we also have, uh, and we have Demonte Smith at receiver right now. Um, we were going one ten, but we are going to um, now pivot to bolstering out. We're going to take a dive into the running backs, and I'm just going to take the guy that I like the most even though it's probably a little bit of bad value. Um, it's a mock, so we'll have some fun. We're going Ty J Spears at um, the 704. Yeah, I think, I think that pick makes sense. Uh, so at the eight spot here, Jordan Love team uh, with Dak Prescott, Brees Hall, Tank Dell, ETN, and Jaden Reed. Uh my thoughts here are between two older receivers, Diggs and Mike Evans. And I'm going to just take the guy who was awesome this year and didn't fall off. And I'm going to take Mike Evans. Uh, I think that's pretty, pretty good value here. Um, Mike Evans is the guy I'm looking to buy if people aren't treating him like the 
player he was this year. All right, team seven up. Yeah, that's that was what I was afraid you were gonna say. Um, okay, Joe Burrow, <laughs> Marvin Harrison, <laughs> Chris Olave, Kyle Pitts, JSN, and Troy Franklin, uh, rookie from Oregon. Uh, I have right now. I have four receivers. I have a tight end and a quarterback. I'm seeing a two, uh, two or three quarterbacks that I like on the board, um, in vague in a vague sense. Uh, I think I want to take one of them and lock in my second quarterback. Uh, I think this is a team that, albeit I don't have running backs right now, I think I'll get value with them later. I'm going to take Kirk Cousins seven oh six. All right, so we will hit turbo mode here, and um, Team 6 is going to get its third running back also, and we will go – this team has Justin Jefferson and Garrett Wilson as well, so we'll go James Cook, and this team is in full contend mode. Yeah, I I think that makes sense. Uh, I mean, we we can almost treat this like a real-life startup where – Picks fly off the board real quick. Uh, team Team Five: Lamar Jackson, Puka, Neighbors, Ayuk, Tua, Kittle. It is set up to contend this year. It does need a running back. I'm going to go ahead and take Pacheco here. I think uh, that's pretty good value. Yep, I agree. I, I was I was looking at that um, here. I will go. Uh, I have Stroud, Bijan, Trey McBride, Nico Collins, Zay Flowers, George Pickens. I will take Josh Jacobs here. Yeah, he was a pretty good value in the start that we're doing right now. I thought he went a little bit later than probably he should. I mean, in hindsight, I didn't really notice Jacobs was – I forgot Jacobs was on the list. I probably would have taken him before Spears and James (laughs) took a minute ago. Um, Here's the hot dog water team with uh, Jalen Hurts, a couple of receivers. It's got Hawkinson. We're tanking with this team. I love how much you hate this team. (laughs) Let's just add another uh, win later piece, and we'll go with uh, um, the 111 here. That makes sense to me. Uh, so this is team two that is going all all gas, no breaks. Allen, CMC, Tyreek, JT, Debo, and Jared Goff. Uh, everything's set up to win now. Has this team traded its 25 first yet? It has not. They will be. They will already, be. <laughs> it's already thinking about it. And you know what? Uh, I'm just going to hope that we can blame it all on the supposed core muscle injury mid season. And I'm going to take Stefan Diggs here. And if, he, and if he bounces, <laughs> that's another thing I was thinking about. Brian's at the one spot with the total win now build. So uh, this not total. He's got Addison in a rookie pick, but this yeah. team too, they heard that this league didn't have to pay its, its um, buy-ins years yeah. in advance. So they were like, yeah, I'm just playing one year and I'm <laughs> bouncing out of this league and I'm doing another startup next year. Yep. Son of a bitch. Um, okay. Yeah, bear with me here for a second. We got uh I you know what? I'm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go running back here. I might go double tap running backs, which is wild to think about. I'm gonna go yeah. Well, I'm you're going thinking all the running backs, the best kind of a best available running back list. You got Javante, Rashad White, um, Aaron Jones, Swift, Kamara. Eckler, Chubb, Pollard. So yeah, that's kind of Ramondre Stevenson. Um, I'm I'm gonna go. Oh, man, I'll I'll t- I'll do one twelve, 
and I'm going to take Aaron Jones. Those are my two picks. All right, this brings the juggernaut back on the clock. Yeah, and I think uh, this is where I'm going to kind of just do a my quick little 30-second tangent. I'm, I'm going to take Terry McLaurin here, and I do think that uh, Washington is a great offense to invest in right now. Uh, they just hired Adam Peters, who's one of the hottest GM candidates from San Francisco. Uh, their new owner is turning things around. I think they're going to hire Ben Johnson. Uh, this is not like the sad sack Washington franchise it has been. I think they're a strong organization to invest in right now in Dynasty. All right. And the hot dog water team that um, has no idea what they're doing, they're going to take a win now player with full intentions of trading him away when he recoups some value. And when I say recoup, I mean recouper cup. And if he can get back some some value, we're trading him like week three. Yeah, that that was the other guy I was looking at. Um, But yeah, man, cup and digs, man. That's that I. It's hard to know what to do with those two guys. This guy at the three spot is absolutely spiraling. He has absolutely <laughs> no idea what's happening. He doesn't he, he doesn't even know what the settings are. But somehow, I promise you, this is the guy that gets lucky and all of these guys hit, and he's like uh, a year from now. Yeah, like, Team 3 is going to win next year somehow. Yeah, yeah. He, he already has the 101 locked up. So, like, he's got some value built in already. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the CJ Stroud team. I'm going to take Matt Stafford, get my QB2. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, I would just because of the Achilles injury, I would almost prefer Stafford to Cousins. But like to me, those are just back to back guys, like wherever you can get them. I, I think they're both solid values here as late when Stafford was incredible in the second half of the year. Stafford was fucking awesome this year. Like real life. I had a team that lost Burrow and Herbert and Stafford was one of the replacements along with Browning. And we, we we didn't, we didn't, we lost in the championship after going undefeated in the regular season. We didn't lose because of Stafford and Browning. Let me just say. Yeah. It's always a great reminder of how much things change in the course of one season. Like uh, four months ago, we were talking about Stafford retiring uh, imagine Diggs did not suffer an injury like that at least kept him out of games and he goes late seventh. Uh, he was going early third, I believe, like in preseason. So a lot of value shifts here. Uh, team five, Lamar Jackson, Puka, Malik Neighbors, Ayuk, Tua, Kittle, and Pacheco. Uh, pretty much a win now team uh, with some young guys. I don't love this player in real life, but it's hard to argue against what he did fantasy-wise. So I'm going to go ahead and take my RB2 here and take Rashad White. Uh, I think he's probably a decent value uh, in the mid, early to mid-eighth. All right, and then at the Team 6 with Jefferson Wilson start, already has three running backs and Deshaun Watson. All the quarterbacks kind of chewing up a bunch of the value. So I think what this team will do is just wait a whole nother round and hope to get maybe a Russ or a Baker in the next round. Um, I don't see a lot of sense in in doing one now. Um, so we're going to hit at receiver again, get the re- our third receiver. We'll go Amari Cooper. Yep, I think that makes sense there. Uh, I'm, this is the uh, – I, I, I guess this, this is the Joe Burrow, Marvin Harrison, Ohio State guys. Uh, I'm going to take Elvin Kamara. He was a uh, top 12 
running back while also factoring in his and uh his suspension so that's to me he's an obvious guy that's similar to cmc in the sense of he can age well and produce fantasy wise whether he's good or not i I like how this team like picks one through six a bunch of young guys but then yeah. With seven and eight, it's like a class. It's like a classic productive, productive struggle team. It's like you one through yeah. six went young. Um, seven and eight, we got a couple old guys that if if everybody everything goes right, this team can contend. Yeah, we're ready. Yeah, so at the eight spot, the Jordan Love Dak Prescott team. Um, I don't know that this pick makes a ton of sense for this build. But I think one of the best values left on the board is a guy that rejuvenated his career this year. I expect to sign long-term in Tampa. I'm going to go ahead and take Baker Mayfield uh, with the 8-8 eight, eight pick. Nice. All right, so that brings up the Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence team. This t- team has taken three straight running backs, only has one receiver. Um, so we will go best receiver on the board and let's just say the board is bleak it's Deontay Johnson Chris Godwin Keenan Allen Calvin Ridley um I still think Deontay Johnson has really strong peripherals he's I mean if he can get a quarterback I think um wheels up for him to at least be kind of a back-end wide receiver too so um I think this team can contend um even though we're only wide receiver two, Deontay Johnson, but has the three really strong running backs. And then if T-Law can turn things back around, I'm not optimistic. Um, I do not have any Trevor Lawrence, but um, if it Yeah, can. and I think I think your cup team might target this team uh, to trade cup to probably uh, exactly. because it's go. not that far away. All right, so I'm on the clock at 8-10. This is Caleb Williams, Kyler Murray, Jameer Gibbs, London, Rasheed Rice, Devontae Adams – and Xavier Worthy rookie pick, which is 110. And I'm going to stop the slide. This is a tight end premium. I think this is baked in enough at this point that if he does retire, yep, Todd's got it. Travis Kelsey, it's it's a no-brainer at this time. I was praying and hoping that it would reach me at 810. Yeah, I think that's great value. I mean, late eighth for Kelsey, like you said, if he retires, I mean – there's there's worse picks to kind of throw away there. So tight end eleven, by the in way. In the seventh and eighth round, like go back to your 2023 startups, go back to your 2022 startups, look at the guys that were taken in the seventh and eighth round. I bet there were a whole lot of guys that went up in flames after a year or two. So if you can get one more awesome top two or three tight end season out of him, then I think it makes it basically all worth it. And here's the really, other thing: if he's awesome. Or even if he's um, moderately awesome, if he's like in that top three range, you can always trade him before the de- deadline. Somebody's yeah. going to want to pay up for that for that stretch run. I mean, look so, at that team, team two. That team is dying to trade for Kelsey later in the year and then, and then quit the league. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't believe it didn't take him. Honestly, I I was almost banked that in. The the retirement thing is really scaring me from drafting. Yeah, he's Kelsey off my right board now. like for another round or two, and. and- Start. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame anybody for not wanting to. It's just at this point, for me personally, with this team build, I think it, I can get another tight end in you know round eleven that I don't hate. And worst case, I have them. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So we're at uh, one eleven in terms of draft picks, or one twelve here. Eight, eight eleven. Yep. Yeah, team eleven. So I don't know how far you guys have gone into uh, the rookies yet, but 
a guy that I don't really want to like, but a lot of NFL pros, a lot of NFL draft people really like and think he's going to get like mid first draft capital is Bo Nix. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and take Bo Nix here over like JJ McCarthy or anyone else uh, at the 111. And like we said, we could do draft uh, picks or players, but I think he. I think that pick and him makes sense with the build I have. And uh, we're probably going to compete with Todd's three spot for the one-on-one next year. <laughs> yeah, we, we miss, we misspoke earlier. We thought you meant what, what pick we were at in the uh, draft. We're actually at the rookie two Oh one. Oh, um, two Oh one. Okay. That was two Oh one for Bo yeah. Nix. We're at the sorry 11. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap the draft up here at the team 12. Um, and I think we're going to go through and do our favorite team. And I'll go ahead and say this is my favorite build, favorite team. And it's no surprise because it has zero running backs. Um, it's either this one or the Justin Jefferson, Garrett Wilson start. But this one is Anthony Richardson, C.D. Lamb, uh, Justin Fields. And then we went back to back with Pittman and D.J. Moore. And then Ingram. Um, I liked the value of Will Levis in that 701. And here at the 8-12 final pick, um, we're still trying to contend a little bit with this team. And so I think taking a running back now probably makes sense. And I'm, I'm I still like Ramondre Stevenson a lot. Um, I think that he can be a mid range RB two um, and maybe getting away from Bill Belichick won't be the worst thing. And maybe they can get a, a, a quarterback in there, maybe like a Jaden Daniels that could help him out too. So um, this one, we will go Ramondre Stevenson at the eight twelve for the first running back for this team. Brian, eight round mock your your guy Tony Pollard not drafted. That's <laughs> that rough year for our guy. Yeah, he'll he'll be soon after probably. I would say like round nine, ten that range. Yeah, not. Yeah, not, yeah. Not he, he's much. definitely he's taking in the round nine range. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was a fun, that was a fun. Sad so so uh, Todd mentioned his favorite team. Brian, what's your favorite uh, team that you drafted here out of the four? Oh, man, so like I, I would have to specify like it's not necessarily I don't think like necessarily the most competitive best team that I have of this group. But I like the team seven, Joe Burrow, Marvin Harrison, Olave, Pitts, JSN, um, Troy Franklin. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, Alvin Kamara. I think that is a team like Todd, I think mentioned like the productive struggle that could easily pivot into like, Oh yeah, we're contending here today right away. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I like that team a lot. Um, I mean, I really like, I really like the Jordan love team. I like that team too. I like that team a lot too. It it shaped up pretty solidly. Yeah. But my favorite team is going to be that all gas, no breaks team. The Josh Allen CMC team, where the quit, and, and you know uh, the interesting thing about that, like we've we've been saying that team is stacked, loaded, etc. Man, like if Terry doesn't take that next step that I'm hoping he does next year, if Diggs really is washed, like if Debo gets hurt, like that that team could easily just be mid. You know, like uh, you never really know with some of these builds. So I think um, as I've done a startup that we're that's going on right now we're in like around round nine in that one um and then also doing this mock i think my biggest takeaway and just remembering from a startup standpoint is figuring out what my tiers are of players and then trying to get the last player of that tier and stop worrying so much about like what's the adp um and think more about positional tiering so 
Um, like I view ETN as RB8 and like the very end of the elite running back group. Um, and so that's a guy that if nobody else is valuing him, I think I, I'm interested in him. Um, and if you think about like at receiver, I mentioned that massive tier of receivers that kind of stretches from wide receiver 10 or 11 to like wide receiver 20. Um being fine with just getting the last guy from that tier, like not, not being so being more player agnostic and, and thinking about, okay, can I get some value elsewhere and just be willing to take the guy that nobody else is really wanting, which seems to be here, like um, Michael Pittman or DJ Moore. Um, and I think in our draft, Brian, like DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, Jordan Addison, similar to this one, like getting those guys in that range that we got at like wide receiver 25, 26, 27, um, those there's an option to there's an opportunity to get gain some value for those guys to pop up into the teens. Um, so I think that's really what I'm focusing on as I'm doing startups is drafting at the end of the tiers and being a little more player agnostic. Yeah. We couldn't really skip ahead of tiers here. Cause we're, we're like, there's no trades. Uh, so we just yeah. kind of have to start a tier, but my two main takeaways from this startup and looking at the board that you guys are doing that we're going to cover next week, uh, real life startup, the values in the mid fourth to like mid sixth round, I absolutely love. I would definitely like trading back uh, to pick up as many of those picks as I can. And another, the last takeaway is I do think the like after pick 107 like the the back end of the 2024 first round rookie picks do seem to be a little overlooked and undervalued yeah. in both drafts right right and you have any uh big takeaways from both drafts i i think in general like todd kind of mentioned or hinted at with the adp stuff that's all wonky right now with sleepers adp having a thought process versus just blindly like oh who are the next five available or whatever the case is like i think a lot of um, managers probably do. It gives you a, a, a massive advantage to have a thought process, a plan, and you're able to execute this more now than ever because of that wonkiness that people rely on usually. So my, uh, I would encourage people to try and get into startups if you're prepared. And if you're not prepared, prepare so that when it does come to be, you can kind of have a massive advantage. Yeah, well said. Um, tacking on a little bit to what Matt said about that that, five, that four, five, six range, I really agree with that. I mean, if you could maybe trade back from your first round pick and you could end up in that early second um, and you end up with like a Kyler Murray and a Jordan Love, um, but you're able to move like your seventh and eighth round picks into that four, five, six range, I think that's a nice move, trying to shove those guys to get as many top six round players as possible. Because obviously like when we got into the seventh and eighth, it got kind of gross. I mean, we were taking... Um, Mike Evans, we're taking James Cook, we're taking um, Travis Terry McLaurin, and yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, Ramondre Stevenson in the eighth. Like, they, like it's just not as as comfortable as those fifth round picks of um, Zay Flowers or Debo Samuel, um, Kyron Williams, ETN, those types of picks. So uh, if you can try to maybe shuffle the board, move up from the seventh and eighth, maybe have, that means you have to move back from the first and second and kind of um, cluster in in that third, fourth, fifth, sixth. And, I think that's and just one more addition, sorry, that it's it's a matter of like roster flexibility. We mentioned it throughout the show. If you give yourself roster flexibility, you can make those types of value decisions 
an extra wide receiver or, you know, that type of stuff where if you really shove yourself into a win now situation, you're passing up uh possible value rookie picks when you're taking an Aaron Jones instead of a, you know, one Oh nine or something like that. And cause you're like, I have to win now. I have to win now. Those are the types of times where you're going to lose value. Um, so give yourself as long as possible to define what that is that your roster is. Yeah, definitely. Keeping flexibility is very important in these startups. All right. We are the Dynasty Market Watch, now part of the Bulletproof family of podcasts. You can find me um, in the Bulletproof Patreon. So um, that's led by at DF Bean Counter on Twitter. Um, so find me in the Patreon um, on Twitter. Um, Brian is at Brian underscore O'Leary one. Matt is at Dynasty Peasant. I am at Dynasty S Flex. Thanks for joining us.